let me set the stage for you, Frank. All right. It's 2011. Okay. Like now or then? Then. Gotcha. So bring yourself back to 2011. 34 years old. Oh, what was I doing? I know what I was doing. What's that? I was pining. Okay. So it's somewhere in March and I'm wondering if things are going to work out with me and Ashley because we're not back together yet. It's been this seven year stretch. Yeah, Yeah. And things look like they're promising, but there are no kind of guarantees. She's actually living in France. She's dating somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> so there, there's a lot of there's a lot of obstacles stacked up against you. Yeah, I got some. I got a bit of faith and hope, and that's that's what I had going for me. Yeah, and, and gumption. Gumption. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I had gumption. Yeah. So it's my like week off from school, and our great friend of the podcast. Our mentor, Chris Newkirk, says to me, hey, I got to go back to the States. Do you want to drive with me? I got to go for the week. It's your holiday. Why don't we drive down and you can- and just road trip it. We road trip it. Yeah, nice. So I went with, on this road trip with Chris Newkirk. And at one point, we're doing a drive from New Jersey to Pennsylvania. And he said, you know what? I have an iPod. He had an actual one of those old iPods. Yeah, yeah. Not even a phone, just iPod full of music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when we play a I, game, I had one of those up until about two years ago when it was stolen out of my car. That's right. Just so you know. Yeah, that's it's not right. that old. It's yeah. not that uncommon. No, of course not. So he said, "Why don't we play three songs each? You pick three songs, and you could set it up in queue, and then he'd pick three songs in queue, and so that would be our way to kind of yeah get things moving on our journey." Yeah. And so I'm looking through his music, which of course is way cooler than mine. So I'm like, I don't know this Smith song. I don't know this Cure song. So I'm desperately trying to find a song that I could put on also to impress him because we're always kind of trying to impress him. Yeah. And then I see this song, Fleetwood Mac's Everywhere. And I think to myself, oh, I remember this song. I was a kid. I love this song. Yeah. So I put it on the cue and then... Those opening notes come out, or yeah. what would we call it? Opening beats. No, notes. Notes. I think you were right the first time. Okay. And suddenly... Everything is right in the world. And I say to him, everything about this song is what makes life beautiful. Something like that. Yeah. I had this like profound moment that everything is going to be okay. Yeah. This is the most joy I have felt. And suddenly when I heard this song, it brought back feelings of being a kid and full of wonder. And it brought back sort of memories of just straight up hope. Fullness. Mm-hmm. And then I knew things would be okay. Yeah. And so within the week, things are looking good. I'm engaged to Ashley by June. We're married. And then flash forward 11 years later, you're sitting amongst 
a ton of toys and blocks. And I apologize. <laughs> there was a diaper right at your feet. We couldn't figure out why this place smelled like sewage. My, apo- <laughs> my apologies. But this is the life. This is everywhere to me. In, in your defense, you uh, you didn't smell it because you're, you're nose blind. But this is a good place to be. And I'm glad that we can do this podcast everywhere. Christine McVie just passed away recently. Yeah, yeah. So people have been commenting on social media and in the news about how she really was one of the great songwriters of the past 40 years in a sense. Yeah. And with Fleetwood Mac, we love to talk about the Buckingham Knicks thing, yeah. the kind of craziness surrounding their albums. But she was the sort of steady hand in terms of making consistently great songs. Yeah. So after her passing, I found, I was listening to the radio and they did this little thing talking about Christine McVie and how she joined the band. So I don't know if you, if you heard this necessarily. So she she's married to the bass player, John McVie, mm-hmm. but she has her own solo thing going on. Yeah. But the tensions of like two artists you know, separately on the road doing different things. She kind of took a backseat and decided like, you know, I'm going to give up my solo career and I'm going to be a wife. I'm going to try and like, this marriage is too important. Like I'm going to make the sacrifice and, uh, and just like, I'll I'll give up music as my career. And then uh, I can't remember which album it was, but they're in this cabin and they're um, no, no, sorry. It was, it was for a tour. They're in this cabin and they're just kind of rehearsing and performing and and all this. And she's sitting there just on the sidelines. She knows all the songs because she's been with the band for as long as they've been together at this cabin, rehearsing, getting ready for the, this tour. And then at the last minute, it's just like, hey, do you want to just join the band? And so that's 1970. Yeah. She joins Fleetwood back in 1970. By 1971, she's writing and singing in Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. And she stays right through, you know, you have Buckingham Knicks joining, mm-hmm. right through this album, Tango in the Night. And then there was still Behind the Mask and Time albums in the 90s that she was still there yeah. and still writing actually pretty good music for albums that were not strong. Yeah. She still was the sort of steady hand. Mm-hmm. And then she was there for the reunion, retired, but then came back around, I think it was around 2014 or something okay. like that. So she's back in the band and still playing up until recently. Yeah, yeah. And so she's uh, had an incredible career and still released a pretty good album with Lindsay Buckingham a few years ago yeah. called Christine McVie, Lindsay Buckingham. Although yeah. Buckingham McVie would have sounded way cooler. Yeah, a l- little bit on the nose with the, the title of the album, yeah, right? That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, to say that Fleetwood Mac's history of personnel is tumultuous i think is a is a slight understatement (laughs) oh my goodness so i mean i dove deep for the last few days into the history of fleetwood mac and you can find it you can find all these stories and it is a tale of massive excess it's just Mm -hmm. insane all the things i was warned about with heavy metal groups yeah i didn't realize 
Fleetwood Mac was way, way worse. Uh, oh, man. It is insane. It's just insane. Just reading about the amount of drugs consumed and, and the amount of money spent and wasted. Yeah. is crazy. So, we all know that. Or if you don't know that, you can just look into it. So, yeah. we won't dive into it. Yeah, just just Google Fleetwood Mac gong show and then it's something you'll you'll get the whole history so tango in the night which is this album mm-hmm. this was originally supposed to be Lindsay buckingham's third solo album he's working on it he has three songs that are decent songs big love caroline and i think maybe tango in the night i think that those are three songs he's already working on mm-hmm. and they ask him to come back and do a Fleetwood Mac album. So this is, I think, the record company. So his solo career is not taking off like Stevie Nicks. Yeah. And Christine McVie had a great album in the 80s. You really got a hold on me. Do you remember that song? Oh, so yeah, good. yeah, yeah, vaguely. So yeah, yeah, good. Yeah. She's just so steady. And Lindsey Buckingham, I think, might have produced it. But either way, Buckingham's just like, okay, I'll put my solo aspirations on hold for the sake of the band Mm -hmm. and because he's lindsey buckingham he just can't go in there and play his music he needs to kind of take over so whoever was producing they just ended up saying okay why don't you leave lindsey buckingham richard dashett will come in they're gonna produce yeah so there's these stories about it and basically it's just super depressing how much work they put in. They put in 18 months of nonstop work. Oh. It's insane. And Lindsey Buckingham is a perfectionist, but he's also experimenting with some synthesizers. The mm-hmm. Fairlight program yeah, we yeah. talked about, he's experimenting with that. He's doing so much. And so every song he'd spend weeks and weeks and weeks on. So that's kind of the backstory. They ended up recording at his house a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't good for Stevie Nicks, who was coming out of just came out of rehab. She wouldn't have gone in during it. Yeah. And going to her ex-boyfriend's house to record didn't make her feel well. And he's, I don't think he has like a great bedside manner anyways. Yeah, no. Mick Fleetwood and the others ended up renting an RV and stationing it in the driveway so they could go out of his house and do whatever it is they're doing. Like it sounded just like a mess. Often they would talk about how you have the 60s and they're doing all the experimenting. And in the 70s, there's a lot of cocaine. Yeah. And the 80s, the drugs aren't working. And the cocaine's now controlling the people more than they're using it to make their music. And this is what's going on. Like, yeah. It's just a mess. And, and Buckingham talks about how they're all at their worst point when they're recording this album. Mm-hmm. I don't know much about Christine McVie in terms of this, but she brought these songs that are wonderful to this well, album she she wrote some great songs for the album like there's this song in little lies which, which it, are the two greatest songs on the album yeah to me. yeah yeah absolutely they are the amazing thing is her two songs that she brought little lies and everywhere are the third and fourth singles yeah you'd think they would be the lead singles well so, i know right they're so good yeah so the first two singles are big love and seven wonders which are good it's just so weird. The whole time is weird because those songs didn't stand the test of time. In terms of us, I like them. I like them yeah. all. I really like this album. Well, in, in the context of those songs, like I, I don't or barely remember them. But Little Lies and uh, and Everywhere, yeah, in a heartbeat. 
you say everywhere Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, I know exactly the song you're talking about, and I know that it's awesome. Same with Little Lies. Yeah. So whatever went on in production, they don't have like an interview where they talk about this. Mm-hmm. But there is a demo which wasn't released on the deluxe edition, but I found it on YouTube. So I'm assuming the demo was done by Buckingham and McVie. She mm-hmm. brings it. He does some things to it, but he hasn't done the full Buckingham to it. Yeah. So I'm going to play this he for you. He hasn't Buckinghamed it? He hasn't Buckinghamed <laughs> New verb. <laughs> okay, I'm going to play a little bit of it for you. So you can hear the beginnings of it, but it yep. doesn't have that special quality. It, it, it's really quite raw. Yeah, like it, it's it's missing a, a lot of uh, a lot of the sort of final touches, but you, you can feel hints of them. So when we played this song, it sounds magical. It sounds like a fantasy. Yeah. Well, right. this is it. This is why the song is so perfect. Yeah. Is it creates this sort of fairy-like world yeah people you can you can almost just see fireflies around you while the song is going on so richard dashett who's the co-producer by co-producer he was the encourager of buckingham (laughs) he's really good about this when he talks about it he said i know my role the there's gonna be buckingham is the guy yeah so i'm there to support him and to kind of listen and and do it Mm -hmm. he said that the beginning that we always talk about is a half-speed acoustic guitar and electric guitar combined. Oh, and then, really? Yeah, McVie said Buckingham slowed the tape down really slowly. So they did this all over the album. Slows it down mm-hmm. and played the part slowly. And then when it came to the right speed, it sounded bloody amazing. So whatever he was doing, he was playing with both acoustic and electric over top of each other mm-hmm. and altering the speeds. Oh, okay. And so yeah. he does this actually with like voices too. Sometimes okay. he uses his voice to become a female voice. Oh, really? Yeah, there's all these things going on. So even the voices in this song, I'm not sure who they are. <laughs> and so, but apparently it is Stevie Nicks because she got into a big fight with him because she thought that he took her vocals off of this song. Oh, really? Stevie Nicks only showed up for two weeks. Yeah. To do any recording of yeah. this 18 month process. <laughs> so, th- just with that out there, so Stevie Nicks. Tumultuous. Kind of, to say the least. But, anyways, we got everywhere out of this time. Yeah. And everywhere is perfect. Yeah. If it took 18 months to get everywhere, I'm okay with that. All right. So, the opener, we got that already down. This is magical. This is perfect. Yeah. And so, this is one of those things where the lyrics, they're just. Pretty straightforward, which she does well. Yeah. But she also is able to kind of take in these sort of the emotions of love. And she's really good at singing about this feeling in love. Yeah. Because it's a song about those first sort of throes of of being in love. Yeah. And that really giddy sort of euphoric feeling you you feel. Yeah. And it's childlike and fun and everything's great and fantastic and, you know... The world could be crumbling around you, but you're in love. So you're smiling and you're happy. And what she say here, she says, can you hear me calling out your name? You know that I'm falling and I don't know what to say. I'll speak a little louder. I'll even shout. You know that I'm proud and I can't get the words out. So, yeah. Okay. Basically, when you're feeling this, everything seems right to say or you have nothing to say. 
Yeah. That's how it makes sense. Yeah. I'm trying to find the words myself. Yeah. And I can't find them. Can you hear me calling out your name? You know that I'm falling and I don't know what to say. I speak a little louder. I'll even shout. Just going through those lyrics, I immediately went back. There's that scene in Anchorman when Ron Burgundy, he's falling in love. It's like, I'm in love with Veronica Corningstone and I don't care who knows it. It's just like, did I say that loudly? It's like, yeah, Ron, you pretty much shouted it. That's that's that feeling, right? Like, yeah. you don't care who knows. I think that does speak of my 2011. Like, I was yeah. just so, <laughs> it just set everything in motion. And then it leads to that chorus with all those voices. Yeah. And, yeah. and it, it's layered, right? Yeah. And uh it it's soft and it's it, it's not saying a whole lot. It's just repeating the same line twice, but it's so effective. And you can feel it. I can't say this enough about how his instincts as a producer are right on the money. Yeah. So he'll make his songs kind of complicated or difficult at times to listen to. Mm -hmm. Not that difficult, but he knows that there is this sort of pure beauty to what she's doing. And he just highlights it and adds to it and makes just creative things. But they're all about this dreamlike feel, which he does in Little Eyes as well. Yeah. It's just so incredible. And I don't know how many times he's layering voices or what he's doing, but I can mm-hmm. guess just from the sounds of it. It's so pleasing to our ears, but it might have been a month of a nightmare for these <laughs> other co-producers and engineers who are just hey, watching. If they have them. to suffer for my pleasure, I'm okay with that. Yeah, that's right. The one producer used the following two words to describe the experience. Tra-ma. <laughs> Still, thank you. Yeah, it was exactly. It. Yeah. The only other verse, really, because then they just start repeating things, but yep. something's happening, happening to me. My friend's saying, I'm acting peculiarly. Come on, baby. Did I say peculiarly right? Sure. Okay. I'm going to say yes. <laughs> yeah. Come on, baby. We better make a start. You better make it soon before you break my heart. Yeah. And and I love that, uh, well, that, that line, the peculiarly... Now I can't say it. <laughs> that 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 p word yet that you said. Yeah, pe- yeah. Peculiar. Oh my. Peculiar. Oh, how she say it? Peculiarly. Yeah, yeah. But it's uh, my friends have me saying I'm acting, you know, this way, and that's like you know when you're kind of again giddy in love. Yeah. I feel like I should write a song called Giddy in Love. It'll be a like the spiritual sister to to Crazy in Love. Yeah, yeah. By, by Beyonce. Anyways, when you're when you're giddy in love, yeah, you're acting a little bit different. Like you know, you're you're happy, you're bouncy, you're you're kind of doing goofy things. I find like I know that's the way I've been when I've like when I'm kind of really into someone and they're into me and things are going good before everything just falls apart. 
Yeah, then it's a different song. Well, that, yeah. I think that song you're looking for is Nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that song's like every other song we've done on the podcast. <laughs> That's right. This is a brief moment of levity. I know, right? Thank you for bringing it back down. Yeah, so... You know, we'll, we'll do a breakup song again pretty quick. I'm oh, yeah. Sure. No question. She did co-write this with Jonas David Croper. I'm giving his full name just because it's on my songwriting sheet here. Oh, okay. But that was her husband at the time. So, this is about their love and their early love. So much joy. Yeah, and... yeah. He was he was also a keyboard player, right? Okay. Well, then that... Maybe that explains... I, I think they married shortly after the recording of this album. Oh, okay. Right. So, they're already in this sort of love. Yeah, this... this giddy stage she has a tendency to do that with certain songs by tendency i mean she wrote one other song like that (laughs) so rumors she wrote you make love and fun yeah which was about her affair or relationship with the lighting guy in fleetwood mac oh okay but she told john McVie it was about her dog so that he wouldn't get suspicious or angry (laughs) yeah oh man so everywhere was not about her dog this is about this happy new relationship and this marriage that was coming yeah beyond those lyrics of course is just the sounds it's yeah what buckingham is doing with those sounds i read a, a quote saying that it's a bulletproof pop song which i will not disagree with the songs what 87 it came out so we're, we're 36 years after this song comes out and it still plays and it's still bouncy and fun and poppy and great like it, it it's not contemporary to in 2022 but it, it still plays. It not only still plays, like it shows up in commercials in the UK and then recharts at like got to number 15 recently. Yeah. It was uh, used for a uh, Chevrolet electric vehicle uh, commercial recently. Yeah. And there are a lot of bands that have kind of ar- arisen in the last decade, like Vampire Weekend. There's been more than a decade, I know. Paramore. There's a bunch of other bands too. Yeah. Who've looked towards Tango in the Night as their inspiration. Mm-hmm. They talk about it and everywhere is covered by Vampire Weekend. Yeah. And Paramore. And Paramore, yeah. So I think it's it is getting its due. And when you see like the top fifty songs, or Rolling Stone did the top fifty songs of Fleetwood Mac, this was yep. number five. Yeah. So I think it's not an unsung hero. People are realizing how incredible it is. Yeah. It's still incredible to me that this is the fourth single. So if I had to choose between these two, I would put this ahead of Little Lies. I like Little Lies, but Everywhere is the one. Yeah. I can't believe this wasn't the lead-off single. Yeah. Oh, I know. And it it charted relatively well. It was uh, 14 on the US uh, Billboard Top 100. But, uh, I mean, ultimately, the Bill and Frank's uh, Guilt-Free Pleasure... um, the only chart we really care about is the adult contemporary chart, right? So straight to number one, baby. Straight to number one. <laughs> so, and we we brought this up before. Even though I charted at fourteen, whatever was number one that week, I don't even know. I know I don't, I don't even care, care because yeah. this is the one that endures because it was played all the time. Yeah, at least when I was a kid, I remember it. Yeah, and so just hearing the oh my goodness, there's so many bits and pieces of that it, song. I, I don't want to, you know, jump the gun here, but this is a roller ring song. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, this is perfect. Yeah. Roller rink's still around, late eighties? I think so. Yeah. Okay. I, I I roller skated in the early nineties even. I mean yeah. Would you put would you roller skate to this at Prudum's Landing? I would if I was cool enough to roller skate at Prudum's Landing. Did you ever roller skate at Prudum? No. Oh man. No. And this is a callback to our Prudence Landing episode. Yeah. <laughs> just songs that remind you. If you don't of, know what you're ta- what we're talking about, just listen to all of our previous episodes yeah, 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 and yeah. eventually you'll you'll get uh, get the reference. So in Gloria Stefan's Bad Boy. Da, 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 don't tell them we're oh. trying to get listens here. Well, we can get them straight to Bad Boy and we can see. But I'm the, trying uh, to get them to listen to everything. Okay. Either way. If you don't know Prudence Landing, well, you'll know. This is the summer song. Yeah. Not to jump into category. We are already, we're jumping into these categories. We're jumping into categories. So, all right. I see this as a perfect, breezy summer day. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Also, I could see this as snow falling close to Christmas. This could be like a Christmas it's song. It's an all-season song. It is, because it just will make whatever situation you're in brighter now i'll tell you what's not bright is the music video yeah it's not good yeah apparently there was two i can't find this other version that is with fleetwood mcvee and mcvee <laughs> yes <laughs> so, because by the time everywhere comes out this is depressing but buckingham has left the band yeah so he had done all this work on yeah. the album yeah and then it came down to them planning their tour. And he just said, I can't do it. And basically saying, I can't be around you guys. You guys are destructive. You're going to die. I don't want to die. Wow. And then they, uh, Stevie Nicks lunged at him while they're in Christine McVie's mansion. <laughs> and then he got so angry that he chased her. And she talked about, this is Stevie Nicks saying yeah. she was running through the halls of this sort of house that was almost like, it feels like they're in some sort of maze. Yeah. And he's chasing her and they end up on the street and he's still chasing her and she's afraid for her life. Oh, he throws geez. her against a car oh. and then she threatens to have him killed by her family. <laughs> it's just awful. And this, of course, is brimming over over their relationship from a decade earlier. Yeah. And it's awful. I imagine oh Christine McVie just sitting still there in the house. I just want to sing everywhere on stage. I know. So he's already gone. He's left the band. Yeah. And so by the time this video comes out, they film it without any members of the band. Yeah. And they think, oh, everywhere, why don't we do like something that's like a ghost story and we do The Highwayman as a music video. Yeah. Now, The Highwayman is that old poem mm-hmm. and you can watch the music video and it kind of just follows the story of it. Yeah. But this does not work with the song no, at all. No, not at all. Because there's like... It's not... It's a song about falling in love and, and being in love early on and, and when everything's good and, and fantastic and fun. It's not about getting kidnapped, killed, and then getting revenge yeah, and being a ghost. By Redcoats. Oh, it's insane. The only time I want to hear The Highwayman is from Anne Shirley when she's doing her speech competition in Anna Green Gables. <laughs> That's the most powerful version of The Highwayman. Everything else doesn't matter. Is Gilbert in the audience watching? Oh, I'm sure he is. Yeah. <laughs> Megan follows Best Highwayman rendition. And that might have occurred at the same time because Anna Green Gables, I think, came around then. Yeah. yeah Sorry, yeah. Fleetwood Mac. Bad choice. Bad choice, yeah. Now, if you look at the cover of the single... The cover of the single has this sort of 
picture of someone whose arms are kind of open up to the world. Mm-hmm. There's a planets start. It looks like the person who did the artwork for the little prince did the artwork for everywhere. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's perfect. It works yeah. exactly as it should. Yeah. And that's what it should have been. The video doesn't, yeah, it doesn't work. And if we're going to be critical of the video, so I, I watched it just once. And there's a bunch of scenes where like these British redcoats are are running inside this uh, cottage house or whatever it is. And they're going up the stairs and it's clearly animated shadows. on. So there's all these animated pieces that just like, it's like, was your shadow guy on vacation? That's why you couldn't get the lighting right? I don't know. It's not worthy of the song. No, 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 no. The record company spent a boatload of money on producing <laughs> of this album. Yeah. Just like they've spent it on Tusk and other things. Yeah. When, oh, this is awful. <laughs> this is a side note. But when they would go to hotels in like the early 80s, yeah. they'd have them like bring in a grand piano. And if they couldn't get it through the doors, I don't know how you get it through a hotel door. They have to like break open windows to get it in. They'd force them to repaint the walls white so that they'd have white rooms. Like they were just, the excess was ridiculous. That's crazy. But they didn't put any of that into this music video. No, 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 no. no. How dare they? How dare they? Okay. What's your favorite part of the song? I mean, you know me, it's the chorus, right? Yeah. But it's the opening of the chorus, the, uh, oh, ah. Like, I love that sustained I, right? I love that. And then, I want to be with you everywhere. It's just so fun. I love it. So that's what you're singing to in the car. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And um, you know me, I like doing backing vocals to the song. So yeah. I'm doing the whatever's going on in the background. I'm trying to make those vocalizations. Well, at, at the end of the chorus where it's like, I, I want to be with you everywhere. And then there's the uh, sort of yeah. follow-up. Want to be with you everywhere. Want to be with you everywhere. Yeah, yeah, Doom, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Even thinking about that, there's, how could I pick a favorite part? Everything's perfect. Oh, I know. Everything's great. Bulletproof pop song. Bulletproof. And the ending of yeah. the sort of um, vocals going back and forth. Yeah. It's bubbly. literally sounds like they're making bubbles to yeah. me and it's just like magical bubbles oh my goodness yeah this is where you go to dreamland this there's a picture of some sort of heaven where you have like grass just blowing in the wind yeah bubbles in the air fairies dancing yeah people dancing with ribbons <laughs> yes this is it that leads us to a category pretty naturally so for the talent show yeah. You're going to be doing a floor routine. Yeah, gymnastics floor routine. Yeah, with the ribbons. With ribbons, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that, this is easy. So, there you go. Category, check. Check. Would you sing this at karaoke? No, I don't think I could do it. It's so good that it demands this sort of perfection. That yeah. It, I don't think I could even come near it. I think the only way it could be done is if there's got to be someone taking the lead, but you need someone to harmonize on those choruses. You better have someone incredible. Yeah. 
I think Stevie Nicks would do karaoke with me, right? Maybe, but she might only show up for a few minutes like yeah. she did for this album. <laughs> and she showed up for enough for this album. Oh, yeah. Okay. Hallmark movie. I have written here, no way, this needs to be a mainstream movie. Not yeah. something on Hallmark TV, but mm-hmm. this is a song that should be sort of like, this heads into mixtape territory. Remember when they'd play Dreams by Cranberries all the time? Yeah. To sort of set the stage? Forget Dreams. Yeah. Play it everywhere. Yeah. Well, it, it has that, well, the opening magical, like, sort of dreamy sequence, yeah. right? And, well, Dreams had it too, and yeah. it kind of had to because it was in the name. But also linger, same same sort of a uh, feel. Right, right. So I'm sure we'll do a cranberry song at some point too. But <laughs> yeah, uh, our usual category, we it keeps altering in different ways. Can Michael Bolton sing this song? I think he can, but I don't want to hear it. No. And what would Mariah Carey do to it? She would she, destroy this. She would Mariah Carey it. It would yeah. suck. Yeah, she. I don't think she has the self control not to go full Mariah on yeah. it. Celine Dion, also. Also, yeah. I can't think of anyone who could do it off the top of my head. There's a subtlety about the way that uh, Christine McVie sings the vocals. Yeah. Like, she doesn't go over the top. She She's a little bit reserved. Like, as much as it is, like, a fun, happy song about being in love, she's reserved and conservative with it. She does have a very British way of being. Yeah. If I Stiff could say upper that. lip. Yeah. She did also the song. Do you remember the song Songbird from Rumors? Uh, they closed yes. every concert with it. Yeah. So Eva Cassidy, if you remember Eva yes. Cassidy, yeah, yeah. she did a version of Songbird, which is it's near perfect. Yeah. It probably is perfect. I still don't know if Eva Cassidy could have done everywhere because there needs to be a bounciness that yeah. I, I never pictured with her, but yeah. maybe she could have done it. Yeah. Okay. But there is something special about Christine McVie is both unassuming, but also is in these grand songs because yeah. she can go along with Buckingham. They always got along. So Buckingham, notoriously difficult to get along with, but he never had a bad thing to say about McVie and vice versa. Yeah. They could do albums together. They understood each other. Mm-hmm. And she wasn't into all the drama. I mean, she partied hard, but compared to Fleetwood Mac, I think. Yeah, the rest of them. Yeah. The she girl was... guide. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she was also with Dennis Wilson from... Um, the Beach Boys. Oh, really? Album. Yeah, there's a oh, whole... Okay. She's got her own backstory and sadness, too, right? Yeah. About all yeah, that yeah. stuff. Mixtape. Mixtape. You want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. Okay. So, I decided in honor of the person who was the catalyst for this song kind of coming back to my life and then defining my 2011. You're just going to name Ashley's album? Oh, yeah. Well, we love you too, Ashley. Yeah. But I'm thinking of Chris Newkirk. I'm dedicating oh. this to Chris Newkirk. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ashley. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. So She'll never listen to She'll it. never listen to this. <laughs> so these are songs that I heard while hanging out with Chris Newkirk in 2011. Not all of them, actually, but they made me think about Chris Newkirk and his love of this sort of big, dreamy sort of pop song. Yeah. Okay, so everywhere we'll open it, of course. There's a song called ILU by the School of Seven Bells. Okay. It is insane.
Yeah. So Bill just played the song for me, and uh, it'll be in the show notes. But my goodness, it it gave me goosebumps. It's it's ethereal and and yeah. and and dreamy, and oh man, that's good. I heard that also on that same drive. Yeah. Chris Newkirk. Wow. Great taste in music. Yeah. And so also on the drive, we heard "Cloud Busting" by Kate Bush. Oh, okay. Pretty yeah. sure that's like just so good. So Hounds of Love from Kate Bush also inspired the production of Tango in the Night. Oh, okay. So Kate Bush's style and her relentless drive yeah. was where Lindsay Buckingham was looking towards for making this. Oh, okay. Also, uh, I don't think I'll ever be able to pronounce this right, but one more, Chris Newkirk, number three, Hopapola. Hoppipola. Hoppipola. Yeah, that doesn't sound at all no. like Sigur Ross, but it is. Yeah. And it's a Sigur Ross, like okay, yeah, the yeah, major yeah. song, yeah. which played when Chris and Jade, I think, were walking down the aisle oh, after really? their wedding. Oh, nice. So, incredible song. So, we were just discussing this as I was playing it, but cinematic in yes. scope, as is all these songs, as, as is everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, then I threw a couple more in. Fleet Foxes, Can I Believe You? Mm-hmm. And one more song, Everywhere by Brand Van 3000, <laughs> okay. which I love. Was that on that trip too or no? No, but oh, okay. I just think I should have played it on the trip. Yeah. I don't know if he would have liked it. Yeah. Do you remember Everywhere? Yes. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it fits. Uh, However, meh. you know, those first three were something else. Mixtapes mix are allowed to allowed to have a, an outlier, right? Yeah. And maybe it transitions into yours. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, my mixtape is, um, I tried to keep it a, like happy songs, like giddy songs, fun songs about falling in love. Okay. Oh, uh, good. So, Walking on Sunshine by Katrina and the Waves. Yeah. Butterflies by Casey Musgraves. Okay, not Crazy Town? (laughs) No, surprisingly not. No, okay, great. (laughs) You just threw me right off Sorry about that. Uh, Just the Way You Are by Bruno Mars. Yeah. Um, Love is in the Air by John Paul Young. Okay. And then we finish it off with Sunshine, Lollipops, and Rainbows by Leslie Gore. Sunshine, Lollipops, and (laughs) Rainbows everywhere. That's how I feel when I feel that we're together. That song. Got it. Okay. Perfect. Well, this mixtape, just good thing I put in Brand Van 3000. It's just a transition (laughs) straight to Walking on Sunshine. Oh, And then finishing it off with uh, Sunshine, Lollipops, and Rainbows. Yeah. Yeah, future, I'm sure it's a future episode. Oh, I'm sure, yes. Sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows, everything that's wonderful is sure to come your way, because you're in love, 
So I, before we uh, before we came to record the song, um, I was talking to my my friend Becca, and uh, saying, "Oh, we got to go. I got to go and record this this podcast." And is asking, uh, "What song are you doing?" And I said, "Everywhere" by um, Fleetwood Mac, and she said, "I love that song." When her and her partner were in New Zealand, they had this this uh, crappy garbage car, and at, that had a tape deck. So uh, her and Blake went to a a thrift store to buy tapes just to to uh, play and they bought tango in the night and just listened to that on repeat and this was far and away their favorite song on the album i told becca just like all right i'm gonna tell that story if you're okay with it and uh well here it is it might actually make the cut i will and you know what we don't often do these call outs i try to listen to other podcasts because often they're like hey here's the name of our show which we do we even say what we're called yes uh, you did once Yes. But you have to be an astute listener. But of course, you also have to be an astute enough person that if you're listening to our podcast, you're looking at it and the name of our podcast is right in front of you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we really are glad you're listening to Bill and Frank's Guilt-Free Pleasures. We don't have Patreon right now for you yeah. to give us money or anything like that. But what we would like is to hear your story about Fleetwood Max everywhere. Yep. Tell us how this song has made your life brighter. Yeah. And also, you can just mail cash to us to our addresses. Right. That's right. We'll put those in the show notes. <laughs> it's been a fun and fantastic uh, experience putting this podcast out every week. And this song is coming out at the beginning of 2023. Um, and we just want to, you know, thank everyone for for listening to us and and being with us and, you know, downloading and uh, and uh, taking this uh, on your drives, on your walks, uh, wherever you listen to it. I listen to podcasts at work all the time instead of working. But Bill and I would like to say we want to be with you everywhere. Boom, ba-doo-doo-doo. Doo.